Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fierce and Free. I'm your host, Noah, and welcome to the last episode of our series, Even After. We are, you know, we've talked about a lot of amazing biblical women this past few weeks, and I thought, who better than to wrap it up with the one and only Queen Esther, am I right? And I know that I didn't touch on a lot of other women. There are plenty of women in the Bible that absolutely, absolutely deserve um, recognition. But I did recently feel God calling me to end this series with uh, with Esther because he needs me to start talking about other things that are happening in our world right now. So I'm going to wrap this series up on a high note and we are going to get into the story of Queen Esther, but also we're going to be diving into the topic of God's calling for our lives. So whether you're facing a crossroads or simply seeking guidance, this episode is just for you. So let's get into it. Now, if you are listening and not watching, um, you can't see, but I'm wearing an emerald green dress right now. And I thought it was so fitting because when I think of Esther, I think of royalty, courage, the highest form of elegance. That's that's what I think of when I think of Queen Esther. And I got to say, Queen Esther and Deborah are definitely my girls. They're my girls in the Bible. I love them. I cannot wait to meet them. Oh my gosh, it's going to be it's going to be party in heaven, okay? And I'm super pumped. So before we dive into the story of Esther, let's take a moment to understand the importance of discerning God's calling for our lives. Now, many of us ask ourselves, what is my purpose? You know, I I was questioning that self for such a big part of my life. Um, and I'll get into that in a little bit later. I'll tell you a little bit about my backstory, but um you know, you wonder, how can I make a difference in this world? How can I use my gifts and talents to elevate my existence, you know? And these questions can lead us on a journey of self-discovery and success if we root this journey in our faith. And as humans, we long for a connection of something greater than ourselves. And that's where God's calling for our lives comes into play. We see in the Bible that there are numerous stories of individuals who were called by God for a specific purpose. For instance, King David, he was anointed by God at a young age. David was just a shepherd boy, right? This is this is King David, the young little shepherd boy who killed Goliath. He was anointed by God and called to be king at age 16, but he did not become king until age 30. But since we're doing this series on women, we're going to shift our focus on to female-led characters. And one such person was Queen Esther. Esther was a Jewish girl living in Persia during the reign of King Xerxes. Now, Esther's story is so captivating because it demonstrates how God can work through ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary things. But not only this... It shows as a testament that God's ways are in fact higher than our ways. And sometimes we go through strenuous trials to understand this. But it's only when we come out the other side, when we get to look back and understand God's reasoning behind the moves that he makes in our life. 
Now, Esther's journey began when she was a little Jewish orphan girl adopted by her cousin Mordecai. She had been chosen to become the queen of Persia. Now, this really is the the real life rags to riches story, right? But little did she know that her position of influence would put her in a unique position to save her people, the Jews. Haman, an evil official, had devised a plan to annihilate all the Jews in the kingdom. When Esther learned about this, her cousin Mordecai urged her to approach the king and to intercede on behalf of her people. But there was a problem. Approaching the king without being summoned was a risky move, even for a queen. It could result in death. Now here is where the story takes a surprising turn. Mordecai, in his wisdom, reminded Esther of her divine calling. And this is Esther 4.14, write this down. And who knows but that you have come to royal position for such a time as this. Esther had to make a choice. She could remain silent, potentially endangering herself and her people, or she could step up and step in her calling and risk everything for the sake of others. So she ended up telling Mordecai to go and tell all of the Jews, pray for me and fast for me. I'm going to fast for three days. We're going to fast together and we're going to pray that the Lord gives me favor So after praying and fasting, Esther found the courage to approach the king and reveal Haman's wicked plot. Haman was sentenced to death by King Xerxes, and Mordecai had replaced his job, and Esther saved her people. Her bravery and trust in God's providence saved the Jews from destruction. Now, I tell all of my girls, go and read the book of Esther. Drama, power, romance, intrigue. This is what the best-selling novels are made out of. And it is all in the book of Esther. The whole time, you're just going to be in for a whirlwind because it is like just, there's a lot going on. And it's a really short read. I think it's like maybe 10 chapters. Let me double check. I have my Bible right here. Esther. Oh, I went past it. My B, my B. Hang on. It's like a tiny little book, so it gets stuck in the crevices. Hang on. Esther, there we go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, I was right. Okay, it's 10. It is 10 chapters long. Don't tell me that you don't want to read the Bible because God gives us some really (sighs) dramatic stories, and I'm here for it because... I'm the drama. I'm full of drama. I love it. (laughs) Okay, so you might be wondering, that's great. That's Esther's calling. That's her story. So how do I discern my calling? Well, here are a few key principles that we can learn from Esther's story. All right, first and foremost, prayer and fasting. That played a crucial role in Esther's decision-making process. By seeking God's guidance through intentional periods of prayer and fasting, we open ourselves up to his voice and align our hearts with his will. And, you know, if you are unsure with prayer and fasting, I definitely recommend do some research on it. Maybe start out with one day of fasting. Just drink water. Make sure you're taking in your liquids. Make sure you're, uh, I like to drink electrolytes when I'm fasting because I, um, I just get super depleted, super, super depleted. So, fast with water for the first day um but pray about it ask the lord to you know lead you and guide you esther fasted for three days so that i mean even as a as a believer who's been a believer for a long time fasting for three days is a lot okay (laughs) um 
it can be risky and there are people who have fainted from fasting for more than for more than one day so I would I would pray about it yeah and make sure you're not fasting to lose weight because that is not what fasting is about fasting is instead of eating actual food you're being filled with the Holy Spirit and filled with God's word that's the idea behind fasting and praying all right second Esther was attentive to the needs of others God's calling often involves serving others and making a positive impact on the world around us. When we cultivate a heart of passion and open our eyes to the needs of those around us, we position ourselves to respond to God's call with humility and love. Third, Esther sought wise counsel. She didn't navigate this journey alone. She listened to Mordecai's guidance and relied on his wisdom. In our own lives, seek the wise counsel of trusted mentors, pastors, or friends who have a strong faith and can provide invaluable insights and guidance as we discern our calling. And lastly, Esther took a step of faith. She confronted her fears, embraced risk, and trusted God's provision. Embracing God's calling often requires stepping out of our comfort zones and embracing uncertainty. But remember, God equips those he calls. He empowers us. Now, Something that you need to realize when you become a believer is that the deeper you get into your faith by reading the word and fasting and praying, the more your passions and goals start to align with God. And that is a crucial point to remember. As we walk in line with God's will for our lives, it's essential to recognize that he may lead us to new paths and adjust our calling along the way. And Esther's story highlights this truth as well. When Esther initially became queen, she likely didn't anticipate being called upon to save her people from destruction. But as she sought after God's guidance, she realized that her royal position was not merely a result of chance or luck. It was a part of God's divine plan for her life, and she had prepared for such a time as this. And In our own journeys, we might experience a shift in our calling as we grow in our relationship with God and deepen our understanding of his purpose for us. God's calling is not a static destination, but a dynamic journey. As we remain open to God leading our lives, he might direct our paths, reveal new passions within us, or he could call us to different seasons of service. And it's essential to remember to stay flexible and to surrender our plans for God's greater purpose. Because sometimes God's redirection might initially be challenging or uncomfortable, but, you know, we need to learn how to let go of our own desires, uh, ambitions, or even plans that we thought were aligned with his will. But as we trust in his wisdom and submit to his grace, we can have confidence knowing that he's working all things together for our good and for his glory. Um, and you know, my grandma used to tell me this first when I was younger. She'd be like, you know what, Heath, that's okay. The Lord says, submit yourself to the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I never understood that until I became an adult and until I actually gave my life over to God until I accepted whatever his will was for my life, not thinking, oh, I'm going to submit to the Lord, but God, I still want you to do this in my life. Lord, I still want you to help me win an Oscar. I still want you to help me land these roles. When you become a believer, you are submitting your passions 
your dreams, your wants over to God. And you are allowing him, Lord, you know what's best for me. You know what my calling is. And this calling that I thought was my calling, being a big movie actress, that was my dream from the world's point of view. Because the world tells us constantly, be selfish, know your truth. That's the kind of things that we hear from the world where when we hear from God, he says, I am the truth. Submit yourself to me and I will make your path straight. And I hope that that helps someone because I didn't get that when I was younger. I thought that the more I read my Bible, the more that I submitted to God, the more that I gave my life over to him, the more he would work in my favor. But I had to remember that I was bought at a price. I am not my own. I was bought by the blood of Jesus. Remember, God's calling is not about your individual success or fulfillment. It's about participating in his redemptive work in this world and bringing his love, grace, and truth to those around us. So let us be willing to release our preconceived notions and embrace the new paths that God unveils before us, knowing that he is faithful to equip us and empower us for every step that we take. So as we conclude today's episode, I encourage you to reflect on the story of Esther and the principles that we discussed today. Seek God's guidance through prayer and fasting. Be attentive to the needs of others. Seek wise counsel and step out in faith, trusting in God's provision. And remember to walk in line with his will for your life and to be open to the possibility that he may redirect your calling according to his perfect plan. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Oh, Lord, I just ask that you please cleanse us of our sins and unrighteousness, Lord Jesus. God, thank you so much for for bringing these young women to to this podcast today, Lord God. God, I just ask that you please reveal their calling to them, Lord. I know a lot of them are longing for for understanding of what their purpose is in this world, Lord. And I know that you tell us to go forth and make disciples, but you've given each and every one of us a special specific calling on our lives and gifts that each and every one of us have been given by your glory and by your by your Holy Spirit, Lord. So God, I just ask that you that you elevate us to that position of our calling, Lord. Help us to understand it. Help us to go forth and make disciples and to be bold, courageous women that you've called us to be, Lord God. Please help us to continue to know you and to make you known. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, praying for you guys has really made me get over my fear of public praying. (laughs) I do not like praying at the dinner table, in front of friends, at church. I can't stand it. I am the last person who will who will raise their hand to pray over the group. I always look at my husband. And I'm like, baby, you're going to pray because I don't want to pray. Alrighty, guys, as always, I want to thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. And thank you for joining me for the last episode of this series, Eve and After. It has been so much fun talking about these women in the Bible. So next time, next episode, we will be getting back to our normal routine and talking about, um, you know, regular topics, what's going on in the world. So please remember to hit that like, subscribe, and share with a friend if you enjoyed today's episode. And remember to subscribe to that Patreon if you feel called to do so. But as always, please remember that you are fierce and free because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All right, everyone. Have a good week. Bye.